With the call of the game on NBC Sports, it's the great Mike Tirico back with us. It has been a while since Canton, Ohio and the Hall of Fame game, but here we are in mid-January, Mike. What's up? Was that this season or 10 seasons ago? Um, it, you know, was Baselli playing back then or did he go in the Hall of Fame? What a what a long year it's been. And, you know, we always know the length of our season, but for uh, Jaguar fans to start at the very first game to be here as one of the final, what, seven games of the season, that's pretty damn cool. I don't know if we've seen, obviously, historically, many comebacks like that. There's only been two others mm, right. that, are, that are bigger in the playoffs. And But, but what happened last week is just unimaginable. 27 down, uh, minus five turnover margin? That has never right. happened in the NFL. This is an all-timer for them to be in the divisional round. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, the picks are one thing. You know, the, the ball bouncing off the head of the gunner in special teams to force the fifth turnover. Then you're like, okay, it's it's not our night. Let's let's remember we won the division, put up a banner at the start of next season. Here we go. And then, then the comeback begins, which, you know, I, it, it's interesting when you really start to look at it now, JP, over this season. A lot of comebacks have happened in the NFL. And I think that's an awareness with players. I think they know we can do this we can get hot and maybe as much as any sport even though it takes so long to score man you really feel momentum build on a team and when you get conservative on offense and you throw the ball as much as the chargers do it allows a comeback like saturday night to happen and jacksonville took advantage of all of its opportunities all the way through the very end it was a perfect storm, and uh, the Jaguars mm-hmm. are the beneficiaries of that, now playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Tirico with us from NBC. Well, not only in that game, but for the season. I mean, this team was 3-7 right. and seven after right. Week 11 and four games back in the division. It took not only them figuring it out on their own and the quarterback play and all that, but an epic collapse by the Titans in the process. All that was a perfect storm, but... Like we talked about in the Hall of Fame game, uh, when we before that game, Doug Peterson's impact on this team and the culture around here, there's nothing better to prove that the culture's right is these guys were out of it, and they stayed stayed in it. And, and to look at that in a more recent and granular way, I was looking at Doug Peterson's face when Trevor had interception three and then interception four, and Doug didn't panic. He didn't look angry he wasn't fuming he wasn't you know terse he wasn't you know looking over saying can we get cj warmed up here what what you know it was a professional calmness and that comes from being the guy who's played the position and knows that you've got to let the last one go and get to the next one all time invested in football on what just happened takes away from full attention on what's going to happen and ends up hurting you so i i really thought that was a a great manifestation of what we talked about in the preseason. People talk about with Doug over the years, a professional, experienced, former quarterback, knows what the heck he's doing, and knows that when rough waters come, you've got to be even more calm. And that transmits itself to this team. And I think you saw that on Saturday night. Mike Tirico with us. Well, a lot of that comes from Andy Reid, too, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the connection of these two goes back to the mid-90s in Green Bay. We talked about it week 10, obviously, but here they are again matching wits in the playoffs. It's the best. You know, I, it's one thing. Yeah, you know, this guy played for him. He coached on his staff. That's cool. It's great. This is so real. And I'll tell you why I think it's more real than most of these uh, nice stories, JP. When you think about it, Andy Reid became a head coach in the NFL for the first time. Who did he trust to be his quarterback and to get his system going? Doug Peterson. 
Andy Reid comes to Kansas City. Who's the one guy and all the assistants he had through all those places, who's the one guy he trusted to be the offensive coordinator? Doug Peterson. So the most important positions for a head coach, when you talk about offense, quarterback, offensive coordinator, both times Andy Reid's gotten a head coaching job, he's chosen Doug Peterson. And you think Andy Reid's good? He's top five all-time in wins in the history of the league. Guy knows what he's doing. So to me, it's 23, 24 years of a relationship, but it's also a long-term trust pattern that is similar when you look at each guy for how they treat their players, how they go about their job, and what their teams do on the field. It It's one of the better teacher-pupil deals that we've had in quite some time. Hey, Mike, this is the kind of the front end of what could be a golden era of quarterback play in the NFL. And yeah. all these guys in the playoffs are 29 years old or younger, all eight of them. And I, it feels like Patrick Mahomes is about 40 years old already, but he's he's 27. <laughs> right, right, right. He's not going away anytime soon. No, I'm, I'm worried that Patrick's going to be able to make it through the game at his advanced age. You know, I, I hope I hope that they're able to kind of go easy and uh, be able to hand the ball off because I don't think he can make it four quarters as the old guy. Yeah, I started looking. It's the first time in 20 years we've gotten to this point. We always say divisional weekend is the best weekend of the year. The best teams end up here, right? You either had to win your division or win a playoff game. No flukes get here. Well, when you look around this weekend, for the last 20 years, we've had Manning or Rodgers or Brady. And this is the first time we have none of them. So we know this generation has arrived and is coming, and this weekend – is symbolic to me because this generation is now taken over the stage. And Mahomes is great in so many ways, an MVP this year in all likelihood. And what you saw in Trevor's second rookie year this year was a guy who is figuring it out and learning like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, who you guys saw in person in the first half, looked great. I mean, man, we are very fortunate in the AFC. We're going to have some really, really good football with some terrific young quarterbacks for many years to come. Mike Tarico with us. Final thought here with you. There's been some talk this week, a lot of comparisons about the 96 Jaguars around here, right? uh-huh. the way oh, they yeah. rallied uh-huh. back yeah. and all that. But if they are able to pull this off in Kansas City, the 96 team right, went to Denver. That was the first time I think Denver had to defend in a long time. First time they were a number one seed and had to defend. Right. They go up there and beat them, right? Uh, Then they won the Super Bowls after that. This Kansas City team's been here before. They know what it's like to be a number one seed in the divisional round and defend Arrowhead. What kind of ripples would this send around the NFL if the Jaguars can pull this off? Oh, my gosh. Well, I I just remember – I remember the the game, you know, when we go back to Doug Marone taking the team to the conference championship game and and that second game against Pittsburgh. That was like – because the first game against Buffalo was one of the worst playoff games. So the Marabat playoff game, they're ugly, they're good, you win them. But it was one of the worst games you'll ever see in the playoffs. And there was no way this team was going to go back and win. And that Pittsburgh game was a wow. And we were all still like, pinch me, is this real in the third quarter of the game in Foxborough the next weekend? So it can be done. It, I, I was thinking about the Jaguars championship game appearances. The, and, and you look back at the three, and what's the common thread? Man, there were teams that had a a real tight confidence with the group and a grit to them that, hey, you know, you're Jacksonville. You're not one of the longtime powers of the league. The other team in this big venue where we're so dominant, it'll take over. Never happens. I, I don't know what it is. They're all different teams, all different areas, different coaches, obviously. 
with Coughlin, Marone, a couple of Syracuse alums I'll point out real quick. And now Doug, and you, at least you have a, a Syracuse guy on this team with Andre Sisko, so it'll count for the thread through it all. But you know what? There's something about the Jaguars when they get in the playoffs that there's a belief. And I love that about this team and this franchise. And I know they're playing with quote house money, but this is a dangerous team to have all, all the cards in their hand and deal them all out. So I'm excited for them. If they would come in here and knock the Chiefs out and deny them for a fifth straight appearance in the AFC Championship game, it'll be one of the uh, great upsets to follow one of the great comebacks uh, in NFL playoff history. It'd be, and I wouldn't put it past past this team to have it happen. This is that kind of group right now. Mike, great stuff. Have a great call. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of you down the line here. Come yeah, on. the good the good news about this is the Jaguars will be on the schedule a little bit more. Some more trips down to Ponte Vedra Beach. Come see the TPC during football season. So it's all good. We're excited about it. Uh, thanks. Great to be on with you, JP. Good luck to all the Jaguar fans. And we'll we'll see you all for the players in uh, in March. Look forward to being back down that way.